Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. The Daily Tech News Show is brought to you by people like me, not outside organizations. To learn more, go to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, May 7th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. Also in Los Angeles, I'm Lamar Wilson. And near Los Angeles, our producer, Roger Chang. Yes, Los Angeles adjacent. We have a lot of Microsoft Build news to talk about, but let's start with a few tech things you should know. Fitbit Versa and Ionic smartwatches are getting a quick reply feature to respond with suggested text to messages from the watch if you're also using an Android phone. Windows and iOS users will get an update to the Fitbit app that lets you track your menstrual cycle, among other things, and see predictions based on your data about cycle length and fertility. Hmm. Oh. Tech court reader Ashan Argawal, Argarwal, I knew I was going to mess that up, noted that code found inside Instagram's Android app referred to music stickers which could let you search for and add a song to your post, showing Instagram can imitate musically, not just this, uh, Snapchat. Facebook recently reached licensing deals with major labels. Google released the Android Things Toolkit for Internet of Things out of preview. Right in the middle of Microsoft Build. Mm-hmm. Uh, several Android Things products will hit store shelves by the end of summer, including smart speakers from LG, smart display from Lenovo. Also, Volvo announced earlier today that it will add Google Maps Assistant and Google Play Store to the Census infotainment system over the next few years. That way, driver wouldn't need to have a phone at all to take advantage of Android Auto. And Android Auto is going to soon support messaging as well as the RCS, Rich Communication Service. The Center for Internet Security identified an arbitrary code execution vulnerability in 7-zip for versions prior to 18.05. The vulnerability is not believed to have been exploited, and a patch version of 7-zip was released last week. Ah, I've been using 7-zip forever. That's good to know. All right, let's talk a little bit more about the fate of ZTE. Lamar, what do you got? ZTE, well, they submitted an application to the U.S. Commerce Department's Bureau of Industry and Security asking for a suspension of the ban against U.S. companies selling components and software to it. Meanwhile, MediaTek received an export permit from Taiwan to sell components to ZTE. So ZTE not given up. 
they're battling right. the ban in the United States, which would prevent them from getting, say, chips from Qualcomm, as well as, depending on who you talk to, possibly could be interpreted to mean they couldn't use Android, which would be a huge deal. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're turning to Taiwan, and Taiwan's like, oh, yeah, you want to send more money into our country? Great. No problem. Here you go. Not a problem. We'll, uh, we'll approve that export permit right now. Yeah. I thought this was um, – this is a interesting subject because, you know, as this is a technical show, you, that this you know, definitely plays along the tech lines, but it also could be very political. Mm. You know, the, 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 the reason Because of the whole behind. trade war rhetoric that's out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah it, totally. It, exactly. So it's a, it's a, it's a tough – you know, want to cover, you know, and, and, and a tough one to really have a opinion about, you know, who's right, who's wrong. Is, is it for a political reason? Is it, you know, did they, act, if they really broke the law, is this too harsh? You know, there's so, there's so many components of this to think about, no pun intended on components. So like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure Just what to think about As long as you don't story. sell the components of your opinion to ZTE, <laughs> yes. you'll be fine. Then I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, outside of politics, the, the way I look at this issue is this could be very difficult for ZTE. Um, because they would not be able to take advantage of certain parts, uh, as well as not being able to sell into the United States, which is a growing market for them. Uh, it could be bad for certain U.S. parts suppliers because they won't be able to sell their parts to ZTE and possibly Huawei, which is also undergoing a review like this. So uh, there are a lot of implications that's like whatever you think about the decisions, these are the impacts the decisions are having. I uh, got a, some self-driving car news here. Good and not good. Drive.ai announced Monday that it will launch Level 4 Autonomous Car Service as a test for more than 10,000 people in a geofenced area in Frisco, Texas. This is north of Dallas. They expect to launch it sometime in July. That's the good news. Folks in Frisco, Texas get to try out. It, it's, it's kind of similar to the Las Vegas self-driving bus where it'll be going along predetermined routes, even though it's level four. Uh, It won't be just out on the roads in general. Meanwhile, sources tell the information that the fatal crash involving an Uber autonomous car in Arizona might have been caused by a faulty setup of the software that is meant to detect objects in the road. Uh, The way it is described by the information, the program has a sensitivity level, and I'm sure we're oversimplifying, but essentially the idea is you adjust it so that it avoids dangerous objects that would cause the car to crash, but it doesn't swerve out of the way when it sees like a paper bag, right? Who ad- who adjusts it? The, well, the programmers, right? They adjust okay. a sensitivity so this level. This is not adjusted by a driver. I I don't I actually don't oh. know who adjusts it, but I assume one, that one the, would think a driver would not have that kind of. Yeah, no, I wouldn't think so. I would think that the engineers at Uber set the software to say, okay, be this sensitive. We figured out that this is the right sensitivity level to make sure you're not wildly swerving when you see a paper bag, but you right, are right. swerving when you see something solid. Well, and the funny thing anyway, is, like, well, if the, all cars were autonomous, then wildly swerve, like you'd want it to be as sensitive as possible, right? Because all the cars would stop in the same. way. Well, no, actually, I mean, it could be dangerous if all cars were swerving out of the way of plastic bags and leaves and like that would cause swerving all over the place. So you want to have it set at the right level that says don't swerve out of the way about from things that are inconsequential leaves, I think, is a really good example. Mm -hmm. But do swerve out of the way when you see something like a person. Right. The sources say the setting was off uh, and that is why Mm -hmm. the car did not slow down. Uh, because it was set at a level that saw a human with a bicycle as being something it didn't need to get out of the way of. Wow. So it was a wrong setting, according to these sources. 
Yeah, th- th- this is this is a tough one. I, I you know it made me think like we we want this technology to happen, you know, but when we see these accidents, you know, are we? I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be insensitive for the person who, who passed, but like, are we being like? Are we jumping to conclusions too, too fast? Like, oh, we get, we need to we need to trash this. It's awful. Where we have actual drivers who commit more accidents in in a minute than some of these have done in a lifetime. Yeah, it, and the, it, and there's arguments that it's so early on in the number of miles that have been uh, tested with autonomous cars that it, you really can't compare it to real drivers because it's the number of fatal accidents per miles driven, uh, which with one now for Uber makes them more dangerous. But it's just not an effective sample to compare it to, right? Yeah. Uh, but the, the question now becomes, A, why wasn't the safety driver paying attention? You know, was that a failure? Which obviously it was, uh, but it, was there a failure in the way that safety driver was behaving? Uh, and why was that setting there? And 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 why 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 was or that was setting off? off? Was it a failure of the engineers to set it properly, or was it the research showing that that was the proper setting and it didn't work the way they expected? Yeah. Moving on, Spotify now a public company and things are changing with big labels. Last week, Sony, which held the largest stake in Spotify, announced it had sold roughly half of its shares in the company, which was worth about $750 million. Today, Warner Music Group, which is the second largest holder of Spotify shares, announced that it sold 75% of its Spotify shares worth about $400 million. Spotify reported its fourth quarter fourth first rather quarter earnings last week and is currently valued at 27 billion dollars so what do you guys think seems to be a bit of a sell-off of uh, big companies that spotify still has to pay a lot of licensing royalties to yeah mm-hmm. I, I i and both sony and and time and Warner music group have come out with with similar statements of hey guys uh we we don't generally invest in companies so once they go ipo we cash out like this is not a lack of faith we want to make our money off spotify as licensee licensors of the music uh not as investors so i don't think this means they don't want spotify to succeed they absolutely want spotify to succeed Yeah, they're making a lot of money from spotify yeah i think this was probably the plan all along is invest in spotify to help it get off the ground once it's successful enough to ipo sell off the stock uh and just become a client yeah do do you think it's kind of a just like a moral thing so they they know there's no conflict of interest with them being public that they Hmm. you can imagine a company being moral conflict of interest uh no <laughs> I, I imagine that's not in their calculation i had not thought about that though um i'm gonna guess no that it's just pure filthy lucre that is in their yeah in their it, decision it, it was uh what warner warner music said that uh oh the profits will go to songwriters and 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 some musicians so you know a percentage will was you know that's be interesting to see if that's how true that is because that would be the right thing to do yeah. If it was in a moral company. That's a good thing to do is to say like, hey, this isn't part of your 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 revenue share, but we we profited, so we're, we're going to include you in that. I'd be curious if they're able to say that because that's already in contracts with artists that so they have to legally give them mm-hmm. some of that money. I don't know. <laughs> good point. So this next one is a, it was an excellent article. I encourage everybody to, to, to read it. This is about robocalls. So robocall volume is on the rise in a big way, estimating uh, reaching an estimated $3.4 billion in April, according to Umail, which collects and analyzes calls through its robocall blocking service. That's up $900 million a month compared with a year ago. Now, both the U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate have held hearings on the issue within the last two weeks. 
Federal regulators have also issued new rules back in November that gives phone companies the authority to block certain robocalls. Uh, it, this will definitely t- touch close to home because you know we think okay, you know spam calls, which which is definitely a huge part of it. But we're talking about robocalls even from your bank. I remember I did something very simple on my bank's website, logged in to do something, and all of a sudden I, I get you know this calls daily. You know, hey, we're just checking. You know, checking and do you want to get get a loan? Do you want to do this? And it was it was a it was a definitely a robocall where I picked up and the please hold. And you know, th- again, that's that's something I'm I'm part of. You know, and and just imagine all the spam ones that, that we get uh, that, that people are getting, especially in this last year. It is uh, you don't want to pick up your phone anymore. It's really insane. Yeah, the robocall situation for me is has become untenable, um, and part of it is what they call neighborhood spoofing, mm-hmm. where you know my 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 area code of my phone has been where I grew up forever, and I kind of mm-hmm. like it that way, and I've yeah. always had that same area code, but because of that. Um, I get lots of calls, multiple calls per day on a daily basis, including weekends that look very similar to my phone number to the point where you yes. think, like, oh, is it my mom or, eh, you know, is it somebody I know? I'm, you know, now hip to the game, but it took a while. And that is a way that, you know, they get people to pick up. And it sounds like even though the government is like, no, this is this is not OK. We have a do not call list. That's all supposed to work. There are so many ways to circumvent this that. Um, it's becoming uh, more and more of an issue. And I signed up for um, new health insurance recently. And if you want to get robocalls all day, every day about health insurance after you've already chosen your health insurance, oh yeah, choose health insurance. <laughs> uh, because it's it's to the point now where sometimes I don't pick up a phone call from a number I don't know because I'm sure it's fake, but it's actually somebody that was trying to get a hold of me. Yeah. I, and I that's just, where you run into problems. It's funny you said that about the, the, the neighborhood spoofing because – I, I get a call almost every day from this number that has my my same area code from Chicago and my same first three digits. Uh, so right. it, it's maybe like, oh, is someone you know making a mistake calling me? Is it someone from that area? And so because yeah, I, I picked up one time and it was it was one. Why did I do that? It was one of those calls, and yeah. you, you can tell them not to call; they'll still call. Yeah, no. Yeah, that, that whole sort of like take me off your list politely doesn't work anymore. No, they no, just hang no. up on you. A couple of notes here. If it is somebody you work with, like your bank, you can get them to take you off their your list. They have the right Correct. to robocall you because you have a business relationship, but you should also very easily be able to get them to stop. Mm-hmm. It, the problem is the people that you don't have a business relationship and who aren't honoring the do not call registry because they don't care because they're scams because they're trying to break the law. Those are the ones that are flooding you. And I don't answer the phone if I don't recognize the number or if I'm not expecting the call. Uh, I just don't. And I figure, you know what? If it is important, they'll leave a message. I'll call them back. Maybe we lose a couple of minutes, right? But in the end, it's not worth it. I just don't answer the phone. I don't get that many calls anyway. Yeah. Hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. Available on the Amazon Echo, the Google Home, and the Anchor app. Or also just as a good old-fashioned podcast, DailyTechHeadlines.com. All right, we're going to talk about the Microsoft Build announcements in a few chunks here. We're going to try to work our way through this. Uh, the, The two big themes were Azure Internet of Things Edge uh, and 
AI. Those were the two big messages that Microsoft was pushing today. Uh, the one that's getting one of the ones that's getting a lot of attention is Microsoft Launcher for Android getting Windows Timeline. Windows Timeline is the one that promises to let you pick up your work no matter what device you're on. So, for instance, the way it's going to work with Android is uh, in the Windows Launcher, you can see on Timeline, oh, I was working on my document, uh, my report on my Windows device. I can pick up right where I left off on my Android, touch a button, the version of the Office app launches on Android, carry on where I was. On iOS, Microsoft's Edge browser is getting timeline as well because iOS is a little more limited. They don't have a launcher app there. Uh, but you'll be able to to at least take some advantage of that on iOS. And there is an app called Your Phone or Sista, I guess a service might be a better way of saying it, that lets users answer text messages, share photos, and see and respond to notifications from the Windows desktop. This is kind of IoT at the edge, although this it's not exactly IoT. This is the edge they're talking about. Uh, and, and there's a few more APIs to talk about. Before we really get into IoT Edge proper, uh, how do you guys feel about this idea of, of, of Microsoft expanding timeline across devices? I think it's great. At the same time, I also wonder how different it is from something like Google Drive, where I, you know, most of my documents and spreadsheets and and various invoices and all sorts of things live partly because it's free, but also because no matter what device I'm on, it's very easy to go in and and access a document wherever I left off on my other device. So, sure, I I. I, I'm not sure what I'm missing, but this doesn't seem that revolutionary to well, me. Well, you're missing the power of Office, which, frankly, is a better product than than Google Drive. But if, if you don't take advantage of those powerful features, you're right. There isn't much difference. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model in the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. 
To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Yeah, th- this reminds me, and I know you're going to get deeper in- into this. Th- this. This whole thing reminds me of IBM, where, you know, I- I- IBM, you know, re- you know, reached a point when there's like, look, uh, hardware isn't, isn't, isn't working, working with consumers. So they backed off and, and they're, and they, they're working on services to power the whole internet. So, you know, they're doing, you know, they're, they're still alive and well working in the background. And so I'm, I'm seeing, just reading these announcements that that's kind of what Microsoft wants to do. They, they, you know, we're going to talk about chat in a minute. They want to power the chat. They want to power, uh, you know, the, this timeline and things happening in the background so they can have a piece in everything. And I think it's a great strategy for them as a business, frankly. Yeah, here's here's a few more of those Azure layer things. I kind of think of it this like like you're thinking, Lamar. Like it used to be DOS, and then Windows was a layer over DOS, and now Microsoft wants to be a layer over operating systems and just work everywhere. Uh, Microsoft's going to combine its speech recognition service, its text-to-speech API, its customized voice models and translation service into one unified speech service. Microsoft also announced a new handwriting recognition service available across platforms and support for the custom vision service in Azure. IoT Edge. Uh, <laughs> something just jumped on me. Excuse me. Uh, DJI announced that Azure is now its preferred cloud computing partner. Azure IoT Edge will be integrated into DJI drones, and DJI is launching an SDK for Windows. Uh, Windows also, te- or Microsoft also teamed up with Qual- Qualcomm to launch an AI developer kit for on-device inferencing on the Edge. And Microsoft announced it will open source the code for IoT Edge. Microsoft launched Project Brainwave for running deep learning models in Azure and on the Edge in real time. Brainwave is now in preview on Azure, and Microsoft promises to bring support for it to the Azure Stack and the Azure Data Box appliance. Microsoft also launched IntelliCode for Visual Studio, which will suggest the next API to use. That's going to be available for C-sharp code in Visual Studio 2017. And Connect is not dead. Microsoft announced Project Connect for Azure, a new package of sensors that combines the Connect camera with an onboard computer and a small package that developers can integrate into their own projects. Microsoft says it'll be used in things like robotics uh, or surveillance applications like security cameras to provide ambient intelligence. It has pre-built and customized models from the Microsoft Cognitive Services Suite and the IoT Edge platform for edge computing workloads. The key takeaway for me from Build is that Microsoft's marriage of Azure and Edge is their their big strategy. In machine learning, you need the compute resources to train the AI. That's your cloud resources. You train right. it. You need some pretty intense graphics uh, processors to do that. But once the models are done, you can push those models to the Edge, into your devices, into your embedded systems. Hence, you have IoT Edge. So they're trying to marry up their cloud services and their AI platform to provide all that. First example being that Microsoft showed off more Amazon Cortana integration and launched a website for developers interested in receiving news on the integration. So you'll be able to tell Amazon open Cortana. You'll be able to tell Cortana open the, the a word and, uh, and they'll both communicate with each other. So when, when I read that one uh, and read the article, I was oh, quite quite confused why Amazon would would play ball with that. It seemed like it would, they on the surface it seemed like it would be very redundant, uh, very silly. Uh, oh yeah, get it? Get it? <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I get it, I get it. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so, but you know, it was made to see that it's, it's going to be a lot more seamless than you know. A lot of people were confused about that. Why why would why would you do that? And 
you know, I guess if you have a Windows computer, like everybody has Cortana on it. So I, I guess there's there's a you know, there's a marriage there that that can happen that can be beneficial for Amazon. But yeah, it seems like it's a nicer sure version it. of Google, right? I can add my Google Calendar to Amazon Voice Services, but it's just the calendar. With Cortana, I don't have to add anything. I, it's already there, and anything mm-hmm. I do in Microsoft systems just works. Yeah. It would seem to me that Amazon, especially as a real leader in the whole voice assistant category, at least at this point, even way ahead of Google, uh, it is, it, you know, it's not threatening for Cortana to have integration, you know, with, with a lot of Amazon services. It could be at some point, I suppose, if the tables were to turn. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't see why necessarily, unless you were just I don't know, you're a Cortana faithful, why that would be something that you would need if you already have access to Amazon Assistant. Okay, I, 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 let, me, let me explain a little further what I was just saying and see if this, this helps change your mind a little. You work in Microsoft because your job makes you. So your sure. calendar is there, your email is there, uh, everything is in there. And on your Windows desktop, you can tell Cortana to schedule a meeting, cancel a meeting, send an email, read an email, all that stuff. But on Amazon Echo, you get home and you're like, ooh, I wish I could ask the Echo at home to read my calendar. Well, now you can. You just say, hey, open Cortana, and then you do everything you did with Cortana without having to think about it. You don't have to do a bunch of skills and cobbling stuff together. No, that's, that's, you're right. That is absolutely extremely cool. Um, As long as you're in the Microsoft. There you go. That's the the key. If you're not in there, you may be like, "Mm, why would I go in there? But a lot of people are in there because work makes them. Enterprise. Yeah. 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 Sure. Uh, Microsoft said they're launching a hundred plus features for their bot framework, Microsoft's Bot Builder SDK. There are now 30,000 active bots per month that use Microsoft's conversational AI tools. Microsoft bots handle 30 million messages per day for 1,000 companies, Macy's, Asiana Airlines, Stack Overflow, the list goes on. Microsoft's conversational AI tools let you deploy bots on a website. That includes Slack, Facebook Messenger, Kick, SMS, etc. Also, Microsoft's language understanding module called Luis will let you convert speech into intents. Mm. And Microsoft introduced Project Conversation Learner, which lets you feed conversations to a machine learning algorithm to learn new dialogue sequences. And something called Project Personality Chat that lets you create some small talk interactions Small talk interactions, not small talk interactions, small talk interactions. <laughs> so you can create the illusion that you're talking with a real person. Uh, this is all for developers to create better conversational bots. They also demoed the office of the future. But the cool thing that caught my eye was AI would help people follow up on action items. So it would be monitoring the meeting. And if you said, oh, yeah, we'll follow up on that in a day, it would send you a reminder in Microsoft Teams the next day, like, hey, you're supposed to follow up on that thing you mentioned in the meeting. Uh, And Microsoft announced it's putting $15 million into its AI for Accessibility project. The project will provide seed grants to developers, universities, inventors, and NGOs. And Microsoft is pledging to bring inclusive design to all of its products. Wow. They, They went to work today, didn't they? Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot announced. And and a lot of it is is trying to show like, hey, when we say AI, we're not just using it as a buzzword. We actually have some products that developers can work on right now to improve their apps. And we have offerings in our own services that are going to make life better for everybody. Yeah, they, if they get their hooks and, and everything. Like, again, I, I mentioned about the IBM thing, but they, they get their hooks underneath. I mean, that they, they end up powering a good chunk of, of 
the internet and, and the way people work. That's a, that's an amazing, again, amazing business plan. Uh, and I, I see, I see why they're, they're really pushing this on the developers. So yeah, absolutely. We'll see how it's beneficial for us later. Uh, also Microsoft pay is being integrated into outlook, uh, Microsoft Excel, getting support for Azure machine learning, custom JavaScript functions, uh, Microsoft partnering with GitHub to make Visual Studio App Center available in the GitHub Marketplace. And Microsoft Remote Assistant will let customers share images, mix reality annotations, and heads-up hands-free video calls. And Microsoft Layout lets users design spaces in mixed reality using real-world scale and experience the designs in VR or as high-quality holograms and collaborate on the editing there. So, so many good cool things happening I well, I'm considering that io starts tomorrow even though build runs through the ninth um you know it's a three-day oh, wow. conference you figure like it's like just just get all the announcements out today before they get buried in other google news yeah i'm, I'm really confused about one thing you mentioned microsoft there's a microsoft pay yeah <laughs> like, you speak like, of microsoft wallet Okay, you, you know, I guess in the, in the Xbox app there is that. You're right. I just never. I guess they changed the name. I never. I never thought they had yeah. a payment system. No, same like, thing. Like a Google Pay, Apple Pay. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Hey, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com and in our Facebook group, facebook.com/groups/dailytechnewsshow. Lots of stuff going on on the west coast of the U.S. this week. But that's not the only place tech is happening. Let's check in with Nate Langson to find out what's been happening with tech in the UK. Thanks, guys. This week, we talked about Xiaomi partnering with one of Britain's major phone networks to bring their range of cell phones to the UK for the first time. This is one of the first times the Chinese manufacturer has ever officially sold products in Europe, and they are planning on heading to the US in about a year. Plus, one of our main TV broadcasters will be transmitting the upcoming royal wedding, but using facial recognition technology to identify celebrities in the crowd and identify them as interactive subtitles on screen and on web streams. We go into detail about how all that will work and how else facial recognition is gaining new use cases worldwide. All that and much more at techpodcast.uk. Back to you. Thank you, Nate. All right, let's check in with the mailbag. Wow, royal wedding. That sounds like it's going to be very interesting. This one comes from Robert, who's in sunny San Diego, who says, you guys were discussing AR last week and some of its uses. And it made me realize, I don't just want AR, I need it. In January, I started working as a, at a semiconductor company where I spent a lot of time in a clean room. I need to have schematics and cabling tables and DUT, which is devices under test, data close to hand. I see a lot of potential for AR to be able to feed me that information and make it easier to adhere to our clean room protocol. So if there's anybody in the audience working on a usable solution, will you please hurry up? My neck is getting <laughs> sore trying to see my laptop while tracing cables on a tester. I love um, this this email, this message because I, 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 I picture it, you know, being able to see all the manuals and things that, that he needs or how to clean up. Yeah. Why is this not a thing for him? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is. Uh, maybe one of those Microsoft Build developers out there is working on exactly this. Uh, and right? if you I are know. them. Today, today's announcements sort of seem like <laughs> we might have a solution. They're given the tools for it, for sure. So if you are working on something like this or you know of someone working on something like this, send us an email. We'll pass it along to Robert because if nothing else, I'll bet you he'll beta test it for you uh, mm -hmm. to see if it, it helps his neck. Save Robert's neck. Exactly. It's sore. Yes. You know? Subject title, <laughs> save Robert's neck. 
save Robert's deck. Thanks, Robert. Uh, it's always nice to know what challenges uh, people are facing in the workforce and how AR and other things might help. And also thanks to Lamar Wilson for being with us today. Lamar, what's been going on with you? Well, uh, I do unboxings of various things from tech to gaming to uh, entertainment things. So you check me out at youtube.com slash Lamar Wilson did a for Star Wars Day. Uh, we, we did a nice little Lego uh, giveaway that's still going on. And I, I don't want to spoil it. There is a really fun, I'll just call it retro tech video happening this week. So it'll be out in a day or two. Stay tuned for that. Uh, be sure to subscribe if you want to see that. Thank you. I'd love me Excellent. a retro tech video. Oh, yeah. So, so check it out, folks. Uh, YouTube.com slash Lamar Wilson. Uh, also, I will be heading out of town for a couple of weeks. Uh, Sarah and Roger will be holding down the fort with the rest of the gang while I'm gone. But if you happen to be in Australia on these dates, come say hi. I'm doing a meetup in Sydney, May 15th at 6 p.m., at Hart's Pub, corner of Essex and Gloucester Streets in the Rocks. Uh, big thanks to Dee Colville for helping the scouting there. Uh, and in Melbourne on Tuesday, May 22nd at 6 p.m. All these times and dates are local to Australia, by the way. Uh, the one in Melbourne will be Tuesday, May 26th, 6 p.m. at Bartronica, which is Flinders Lane. Uh, thanks to Peter Wells and Raj Dute. Uh, for helping set that one up. It'll be right after we record our uh, Australian roundtable. So be sure to come say hi if you're in Australia. And uh, thanks to everybody who supports the show so that even if I'm gone, the show continues because we've got a great group here. Uh, And you can keep that happening at patreon.com slash DTNS. Absolutely. If you have uh, feedback for us, questions, comments, anything, we want to hear it. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. And you can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Yes, indeed. We'll be back tomorrow with Patrick Beja. Talk to you then. is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.